Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back to episode three of Chair Gaining Podcast. Today we're going to talk about, obviously, the College World Series just ended. We're going to talk a little bit about good college cities because nobody ever talks about those nba draft picks like one and done rule what's going on with that some uh coaches that we like bear bryant obviously and obviously the rumors so let's get into it So, we got Jay here with us again. Say what up. What up? All right. So, obviously, the College World Series just ended. Jay, what are your thoughts? So, um, if you're planning on making any bets, just make sure to wait until we put this episode out, listen to what we say, and then just go completely against uh, whatever we're saying is going to win. Right. Because our last episode, I was just going on and on about how dominant Oregon State had been and how they're the, the favorite, rightfully so. Also, uh, I want to mention that you talked about how the ACC was now the superior conference. Well, we can get into that in a little bit. Okay. I um, just want to make sure we, we point that out because that was a But to, was but a to finish whiff. this point, just a bit outside. To finish this point, um, Oregon State went on to lose two straight to LSU, only scored two runs, I think, total. Mm-hmm. And then I was planning on switching my bet over to LSU after that. <laughs> uh, and then LSU lost two straight, so... Uh, yeah, so bad, bad week for me um, uh, in terms of college baseball betting. Yeah, it's well, it's always fun to see like two really white trash, just like trashy fan bases going at it for a national championship, especially two from the SEC, because those are the trashiest fans I think there are in the country, like as a total, the SEC and Florida and LSU I think are up there on that list. Well, you think so? Oh hmm. yeah, I definitely think so. I think LSU's number one. So. Yes, I think so. Well, yeah. Um, did you see that they? I think they broke the attendance record for College World Series 
uh, Florida doesn't go to the games, and so this is pretty much just LSU's record. Oh, um, that's true, because as we know, we talked about in the last one that LSU, I had them as my number two best fan base of any schools, but you brought the stats because you're a stats guy and proved that they're actually number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I had the, the stat breakdown of cultural series attendance, I'm sure it'd be like 85% LSU. Even the games that they weren't playing in, it was just purple and gold the whole stadium. Right. They were doing those LSU chants, and LSU, it was like you know TCU versus Texas A&M. Yeah, the only problem with those LSU chants is like anybody outside of Louisiana can't understand what they're chanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really got to be kind of like in their culture. I think that's that's what makes it so special. You know, it's just like a different language. Come on, Dale. Yeah, something like mm. that. I think that's one of their chants actually. Come on, Dale. That's it. Yeah, and they spell go weird, so that's a thing. yeah. That, yeah, that's like a big thing is they put just a EUX on the end of words, even if it doesn't really make like grammatical sense. Yeah, so I mean, they yeah they clearly at LSU they don't teach them how to spell correctly. And then on top of that, wasn't there like that whole thing where they were losing money because their academics were so bad? Well, I think that is correct. I think that is correct for them. That's how they teach them. So if mm-hmm. you ask them if they're mm-hmm. teaching it correctly, they'd say yes. That's because true. that they just think that everything ends in EUX. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And then yeah, and then okay. you have people that have never seen that before, and they actually pronounce it like gokes, you know? Yeah, gokes. And then they say like bro. They say like brooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brooks. Yeah, it's great. Um, I love the LSU fan base. They're wonderful. If we ever have LSU listeners, uh, big shout out. I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of us. Just know that. Mm. And uh, speaking of the LSU and Florida fan base, something I kind of wanted to get into touches close to my heart as a U of H fan people are always talking about like great college towns and I know like Baton Rouge and uh, isn't really a small town but you know Oxford Mississippi College Station Texas Athens Georgia Chapel Hill Madison they're like everybody always talks about like oh my god you got to go visit you have to go to a game because it's the best college experience you'll get and I think that's bullshit I want to talk about some great college cities and what I mean by that is like cities that have a good fan base for their college or colleges. Uh, mm-hmm. For instance, I have L.A. on here because they have UCLA and USC, two big colleges with big fan bases in the second largest city in America. But nobody's uh, like, oh, you should go to a game there because that, it's an awesome environment. But you know what? Like, fuck everybody else. Big city. Jay, do you have any? Let me hear the rest of yours. Well, I mean, I can't give away all mine because some of them are just too obvious. You want me to do some of the, like, ones you wouldn't expect? Uh, yeah, sure. Like L.A.? Yeah. Uh, Minneapolis. They have Minnesota there. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. Not bad? It's just too cold. I, I couldn't put it on the list. That's fair. But doesn't that make them a little bit, like, even a better fan base because it's so cold and they still go to games? I guess, or that just makes them dumber. That's true. Uh, Pittsburgh. They got Pitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big city. Yeah. Well, I was thinking uh, Philly, but like Temple, come on, they don't even have their own football stadium, so I can't really put them on the list. Okay, so when you originally proposed this idea, I figured it was just going to be the biggest cities without a professional team. No, uh, it's mostly just like big cities that have pretty big colleges with a good fan base. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, by default, I just figured that meant, you know, Austin, Raleigh, uh, Columbus, cities right. that are big enough to have a professional team well, and see, have the those... support of a professional team, but just kind of channel that support to a college fan base. Yes. And those were my obvious, right? Those were literally like some of the one and two are Austin and Columbus on my list, but I didn't want to give those away. Cause I wanted to give you some easy answers if you weren't prepared for this segment. Mm-hmm. 
also uh, Seattle. They have University of Washington. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Um, they also have uh, Starbucks and Rain. They do. The Fun fact. Seattle, three things. University of Washington, UW, as us locals call it, Starbucks, and Rain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That was pretty much it for that. I just wanted to make sure to give big shout-outs. Also, you know, obviously, the city of Houston, we have U of H and Rice. No big Big deal. Big time fan bases. Um, I had um, – so what are your thoughts on Miami? Yeah. Yeah, that uh, was – I couldn't do it. I couldn't no. do it. I couldn't. No. Okay, yeah, Miami had, like, cool fans back in the 90s. That's over. Yeah, they, they don't support that program at all. No, it's – I mean, no, it's over. I, I don't care about Miami – People still try to hype up Miami because they were, like, born in the 90s and think they have some kind of, like, nostalgic connection to Miami. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Miami hasn't been good in so long. They're not that good. And every time, like, they win, they have, like, a winning record halfway through the season. People are like, is it Miami's year in the ACC? No. No, it's fucking not. It's not And then they play Louisville or Clemson. Yeah, exactly. You have Florida State, Clemson, and Louisville in that, like, Miami, in my mind, is on the same part as Pitt. Like, it's always going to be that mediocre school. Wait, you just said Miami's always going to be that mediocre school? Yeah, in ACC, yes. You don't think they're going to be able to get back to that power they used to be? No, I don't. I don't. Because there's so many schools in Florida (sighs) that, yeah, there's so many schools now in Florida and those smaller schools like UCF and uh, USF that are investing a lot of money into their athletics and actually getting good. And Miami's just kind of, like, falling behind – and just, like, banking on this nostalgic connection with the 90s kids. But, you know what? It's over. UCF so you th- and USF have been better than Miami for the past, like, five years. Um, so the way you see it is Florida State and yeah. Florida will stay at the right. top, stay Obviously. static. That's like A&M and UT in Texas. Even when UT does shitty, they're going to come back, unfortunately. Okay. And you're just working in this assumption that everything's going to stay static yep. except for the smaller schools are going to uh, yep. improve. Yes. I just don't see it working out that way. One yes. of those two schools at the top is going to fall. Miami is going to take that spot. I don't think UCF or USF are ever going to be a real threat. But is Miami really a big school? If you look at attendance, it's tiny. Nobody goes to their football games. And it's this like small private school with people that come down from New York and go there. And it's just like they don't really have, other than like people that wear Miami gear, nobody really cheers for them. Like if I'm in Florida – I'm cheering for Florida State or Florida, and if I didn't get into one of those schools, I'm gonna go. I'd probably go to like South Florida or UCF, and I'm gonna cheer for that school. Nobody from my nobody from Florida actually like goes to Miami. It's too expensive. Okay, but athletes don't have to pay for that. Yeah, that's true. One thing you're never gonna be able to remove is the history of that program. Even though they had some dealings with the NCAA. Okay, but what about uh, SMU? What are you talking about? You want to talk about like if you can't remove the history, SMU had a great history. And look at where they are now. Okay. I guess I didn't mean literally. I meant you're never going to be able to, I guess, remove the fact that they had such that that dominant stretch from the 80s and the 90s. Um, and people are always going to remember that, and they're always going to recruit to that. Um, and okay. so all it takes their, is a few, what, what are a few of those athletes. I just don't see it. They're not investing the money they should be, whereas USF and UCF are, and they're doing it well. So you have the numbers in front of you? Hold on. Yep, got the numbers, and I'm right. So it's just like a a, one of those graphs that you see. It's just like a red line pointing down. I just printed it out. Yeah, I got the numbers right here. I just ripped it out of the printer. Mm -hmm. Was that a fax machine? Uh, no, it's just one of those old printers. 
that like you, you operating you, on dial-up yeah exactly it's like the the graph machine like you said and when you print it out it has that like thick paper mm-hmm. yeah and so okay, my well, graph says I mean, that miami's never going to be good again they'll be they could be good at baseball again i'll give them that you put up a good argument i really can't argue thank you uh, i mean basketball what was it two or three years ago when they were in the final four or like the elite eight or something hmm. okay they're real dominant okay i mean fine. It's, it's basketball and baseball I'll take off the table because smaller schools or like it doesn't cost as much to be good at those. Look at SMU. They don't even have a baseball team. Their football's never going to come back. So they were like, fuck it. Let's just invest a lot into basketball. And it's, it's working other than like the sanctions that they had, but mostly it's working and that's a good move for them. I'm thinking Miami could definitely go heavy back into baseball. I think that would be a great move for Miami because it's a good baseball school. Yeah. But that state is more baseball heavy than it is football heavy. Yeah, that's true, but I could just see them recruiting like really well for baseball players. I don't know. I just don't see it for the football anymore. That's it. That's you're not going to be convinced. That's just you have your opinion and that's it. Yeah, there's no way it's going to happen. Okay, so next year when they win 11 games, uh you're going to admit that you're wrong? No. Okay. No, I won't. When they win really the shows ACC, shows the inside of your mindset. When they win the ACC or a national championship, they need a conference championship or a national championship. They need some kind of championship, or else no. Like they're just a winning team. I mean, what <laughs> Oklahoma you just State, said that UCF, in the, and South Florida are going to pass them. Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve is a winning school, but I'm not saying they're a powerhouse. I think they're a powerhouse. Oklahoma State. Yeah, how many powerhouses do you think there are in the country? Right now, currently. Yeah, in the past five years. Past five years? Oh, my God. I got it. So, pretty much everybody in the SEC. Vanderbilt is a powerhouse. <laughs> All right. Uh, Florida, LSU, Alabama, uh, Ohio State, five years? That's pretty much it. Clemson? I mean, okay. Yeah, now Clemson. You're right. That's that's very recent. So, Clemson now. Yes. Florida State also. Okay. So, like, the SEC. Oklahoma? schools from... Mm, no. Dude. No. No. That is unbelievable. Okay, when's their last national championship? When is any of the last national championships that you just listed all those schools? All those schools? Yeah. Do you want me to pull that up? That The last five national championships? My criteria was the last five years. Okay. How about the last? Okay, but still, even in the last 10 years, every school I just mentioned has a national championship in the last 10 Florida years. Florida State? Yeah, Florida State has one. What year? What year did Florida State win the national? Game? It was Jameis Winston. All I'm nowhere. saying um, is that they, Miami football powerhouse. It's never gonna happen again. Get over it, Miami. Inconceivable. Um, one more city. Um, DFW. What about that? I was just gonna say Dallas, but uh, no, SMU and Dallas Baptist really I, doesn't count. Right. But TCU I, and Fort Worth. I would say Fort Worth, not Dallas. So not DFW at all. I'm taking Dallas out of that. Dallas is all about their pro teams. SMU's dog shit. Dallas Baptist has baseball. I mean, no. Dallas doesn't care about their colleges. Fort Worth, on the other hand, technically doesn't have any pro teams, and they have a really good football program right now. So I could see Fort Worth being on that list. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, let's move on to tweets from NBA draftees. Yeah, interesting, interesting night. Uh this is one of my favorite times of the year is when we have some kind of a big event like this with uh, that's involving a lot of young people and mm-hmm. we get to go back through their Twitter history and find out some embarrassing stuff they said. So 
draft night was pretty big on this. Uh, let's start Jason Tatum right. back in 2012. Uh, he was the number three pick this year, went to the Boston Celtics. He tweeted back in 2012, not looking too good for the Celtics right now. So that's that's pretty mild. It's pretty tame, okay. but still kind bad. of ironic that he tweeted that about the team that, right. that drafted him. That, that is good. But it's not bad. I mean, that's his opinion, man. You know? And if anything, that's more like, hey, Celtics, you better draft me because it's not looking good for you. So that's that true. might have actually been a good He said that five tweet. years in advance. He right. already knew. He knew. He knew it was coming. He right, actually, so about, even smarter, would be tweet that about every single team. Like every year before you get drafted. Yeah, maybe this could be like a learning experience for for new younger guys. Yeah, so all the new younger guys that like are in high school right now that are listening to this podcast, start tweeting shit, just talking shit about each team. Uh, not not about the city, because the, then the fans will get pissed, but about the team, and then the fans will be on your side. They're like, yeah, we do suck, because like, every fan hates their team for something. So, yeah, not a bad idea. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, Lonzo Ball, I think we all know uh, Lonzo Ball. No, who's that? Never heard of him. <laughs> Number two pick to the Los Angeles Lakers, future Hall of Famer. He <laughs> tweeted back in 2013, so a year later, Lakers ain't even making the playoffs with a little smiley face emoji. But wasn't he right? He, I, yep, he was right. Yep. Okay, so is that him tweeting, like, talking shit, or him just being like, hey, here's what I know about the NBA? Yeah, so I guess that's like two for two on guys that were talking crap about their program and ended up getting picked. I think... Yeah, we're starting to notice pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's actually a really smart thing to do. All right, so next up, Jordan Bell. He was drafted number 38 yeah. by the Bulls before being traded to the Warriors. Okay. Um, and so actually this was only this tweet was only a year old. Uh, when Warriors come back down 3-1, they're a great team. But when the Cavs do it, the NBA is rigged. Basically hmm. insinuating, like, you know, we're all just one-sided on this. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more stuff yeah that's interesting i actually like his uh take on that mm-hmm. yeah. he's just being real yeah exactly that's a that's actually that's intellectual and i i appreciate that mm-hmm. okay so next up uh this guy was terrence ferguson drafted 21st by the thunder this was also last Kurt year ferguson right yeah this is also last year if you remember uh referring to that same 3-1 uh, lead by the Thunder over the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Oh my God! Yes. And uh, Game Seven, actually, might have been Game Six. Clay Thompson went off. Mm-hmm. Um, so Terrence Ferguson <laughs> tweeted out a picture of Clay Thompson doing this like three hand sign. It said, "LOL, where are the Thunder fans at?" Oh. So just really throwing salt in the wound of those Thunder fans. Yeah. See, 
That one's not smart. Like I said, you can't start talking shit about the fans or the city because you need them to buy your shit. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. yeah. They're not gonna like that. Because that was like that was the game that sent Kevin Durant. I know this is a college podcast. We'll stick to college, but, but that was the game that sent Ke- uh, Kevin yes, Durant to the Warriors. I agree. Yeah. So that was that was a bad move on him. Don't talk shit about the city or the fans, especially in Oklahoma City. They have nothing. Like they have nothing to cheer for except that team. Yeah, so, they just wait for stuff like this so they can hate. Mm, you know, that was people. a bad move. Yeah. Can you imagine like the sports writers in Oklahoma City that just tore his ass up for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before he got drafted, I'm sure. Yeah. So that that wasn't a good move. Um, All right. Now we're getting in some some more interesting ones. Okay. Zach Collins. Uh, he was. Let's see. He was picked by the, the Trailblazers. Um, went tenth from Gonzaga. This was <laughs> from 2012. He said he's a big white dude. Uh, just to give you a little. Nice. I guess visual. I like those guys. All I want for my birthday is a big booty with a whole bunch of exclamation points. Oh, I remember that one. That one was good. That one was really good. Yeah, so that was when he was about 14. Yeah. Hey, didn't we all at 14? So. Yeah, it's it's just it's kind of interesting seeing these tweets come back up. They never thought these things would serve us. Yeah, because at 14, I mean, you're probably <laughs> not like, oh, man, I'm going to regret this one day when I get drafted and I'm in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, from uh, right here in Raleigh, hmm. Dennis Smith Jr. back in 2012. <laughs> Everybody has God-given talents. Mine just so happens to be slinging this wood in my pants. Oh, I remember that one, too. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a really good one. I actually don't know if he's deleted that one. He shouldn't. At at that point, you got to just, you know, you just got to embrace it. Well, I mean, why would you be ashamed of that? We don't all have that God-given talent like he does. So Mm -hmm. embrace it, like you said. Uh, Clearly, he's worked to be a really good basketball player, but he never had to work to really know how to sling that wood in his pants that was god given so embrace it man embrace it and he mentioned god so you can't really get mad at him that's true yep get drafted to dallas uh, that's kind of a big you know southern baptist region yep yeah so uh, fit right in so while we're on the subject of kind of of college basketball players uh what's your opinion on the one and done rule i'm mixed um I think it's it's good that the players can get out early and go make their money. That's obviously what they're there for. They're not there to to get a college degree. It's just kind of like the NCAA. That's they just got to make their money. Um, at the same time, I don't know if it'd be wise to go back to the high school rule. Uh, we definitely saw some failures on that. Right. And it's 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 nice to see some players that go to college expecting to be the one and done, and then you know get hurt or figure out the basketball is not their thing, and then they can actually just stick around and, and get their college degree. Um, I don't know if I want it to move to that three-year rule. I know a lot of people are on that. What about a two-year rule? A two-year rule. Um, so that'd be similar to baseball, I guess. Right. Um, I say make them yeah. do. I say make them do at least half a college. Like this is. I, I. I like college basketball. I do, but I can't can't really ever like cheer for anyone because their teams move in and out so quickly. And this is why I love college football, because I know the players when they come in as freshmen. And I follow their careers. In college basketball, you're just like, okay, this guy's great. Well, fuck it. I guess we're not going to be good next year. From that standpoint, I, I mean, strictly just looking at a college basketball, you'd want it to be four years. Because yeah. you'd want to get to know these guys fully. But yeah, but I, I understand. You can't that would create expect some that. friction. Yeah. Um, uh, and I mean, look at the teams that have embraced the one and done. You know, Kentucky and Duke. Right. 
most two two most successful programs in the past few years. Yeah, but any other program that tries to do it that's not them isn't going to be able to do it because they can't pull in those amazing athletes every single year. Yeah, no, they have to build their team a, a certain way. Right, so it's just kind of like it makes certain teams great like Kentucky and Duke, and it just annoys me. Hmm. But then it also leaves that window of opportunity for those teams that do build their team the right, right way or right. the quote-unquote right way to have that kind of like seniority experience like what Wisconsin did a few years ago. Um, uh, you'll just have those teams, you know, that, that are built with seniors. Actually, North Carolina this year, you know? Yeah. Ooh, North Carolina big time. And so they'll just kind of... I recognize those dudes for like the past five years. I'm like, who the fuck? How old is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Kansas did it with uh, uh, Perry Ellis. That's his name. Okay. Well, uh, also like the smaller schools do it, you know, like Marquette or like Wichita State. You know, they yeah. have to do it because they examples. can't. Yeah, they can't get the one and dones every single year because there's only so many of them, and Duke and Kentucky are getting them. Mm-hmm. So I like those teams. I like as a fan, you're watching the same players progress their whole career, and then they're good enough to go to the NBA, and you get to watch them there. That's fun for me. It's like football. Just the one and done thing to me, it just pisses me off. It just pisses me off, and it's one of the reasons that I can't get more committed into college basketball. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Obviously, I watch March Madness like every other like non-communist person does. I think I would be more invested throughout the season if it if the kids had to stay more than one year. You think you would? Yes, I fully believe I would. I fully believe I would. I like basketball. I like college sports. I don't know half the fucking players when I'm watching a game. Yeah. Well, also, that's just there's so many teams, you know. Right. Right. And, but I get I can get invested in college baseball. Hmm. So I like college baseball a lot, actually. I like college baseball more than college basketball. Yeah, I'd actually agree with you there. So I just I just don't like college basketball as much because I think it's kind of an ugly sport. Yeah. So I they got to change something, and I think I understand a lot of people are like, well, if we take away the one and done, they'll go straight to the league. Well, fuck him. Let him go straight to the league. Who cares? I just want to see, like, good basketball being played. I don't care if Kevin Durant now decides to go straight to the league rather than plays one year at UT. I don't care. I'd rather see a team being built and get to recognize guys. I'll watch those guys from high school in the NBA separately. That's fine. I think you would care, though. Once It's easy to say that now, but seeing a league without this top-tier talent, um, I think it'd be pretty <laughs> – it wouldn't be quite as, as fun to watch. Like, did you watch the, uh, I, I, the Big I'm, Three tournament? Well, so I'm a big fan of, like, really boring basketball. So I think I would enjoy it. I like fundamentals. I don't even like three-point shooting. I'm a Rockets fan, and obviously this team they have right now is completely three-point shooting, and it just, like, gives me a heart attack every time they go up because I am such a, like, layup and fundamental. Like, I hate that the Spurs always beat the Rockets, but I respect the Spurs and how they play the game. Yeah, so you just want... 128 spurs in yes. college yes yes fundamentals baby i want that tall white guy down there not even dunking just kind of laying it in there mm-hmm. just a whole bunch of post hooks oh my god that's amazing that's the best Bounce thing passes. i can imagine i'm like when it comes to football i'm like running up the middle type guy just a whole bunch of halfback dives and ncaa oh that's that's actually what i do so if anybody ever plays me if that game ever comes back out i'm gonna whoop your ass and just running up the middle that just sounds engage eight would be the easiest defense. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You're you're not gonna be able to do it because then I'm just gonna go outside, 
right on the outside. And then if you start coming in too hot, I'm going to do a quick little like dump pass to a tight end right past all your defenders. Okay, this doesn't really sound like the smartest idea because you pretty much just told me your entire game plan. Mm-hmm. Well, you can know it and I'll still beat you. How about that? All right, we'll get that set up. Okay, we'll get it set up. I actually have the uh, NCAA 14, but it's on PS3, so I got to figure that out. Yeah, that's the that's the one I've got as well. Is that with uh, Denard Robinson on the cover, I think, from Michigan? Uh, yes, I believe it is. That was the last year they made. Yeah, it, it was the last one. So if that's the last one, that's what I got, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. You know, people still make those updated rosters. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. Um, if I was as good as some of those people, that would be me sitting at home just, like, updating rosters. Oh, that would take so long. Yeah, but I got nothing going on in my life. Like, today, for instance, the AC in this apartment went out, and I don't know if anybody has experienced uh, Texas summers, but it's surprisingly it gets hot here. What? And so, yeah, it was like 100 degrees today and the AC was out. And so I have nothing to do. So I just like sat around with the AC repair guy and talked to him. Did you talk to him about the podcast? No, but I actually should have got I should have got him on the podcast. Yeah, you actually should have had him, you know, sit down with you in, in the conversation. Yeah. And I spent like the last two days with uh, my girlfriend and all her friends because they came into Austin for a few days because it was one of their birthdays. And of course, it's a girl's birthday in Texas. They're going to come to Austin because that's like what everybody fucking does. And um, she's much younger. And she was teaching me all these new cool like hip lingos, like head ass. Do you know what <laughs> yeah. head ass is? Fill me in. Uh, I'm still not really sure. So I th- apparently I was just using it incorrectly. I, w- I would be like, man, sitting in this traffic is real head ass. She's like, that's no, not. That sounds incorrect. Yeah. And I'd be like, man, this head-ass beer that I'm drinking like is amazing. That also sounds incorrect. Yeah, so I I don't think I've quite figured it out yet. So I'm just gonna kind of randomly throw out head-ass. So no, I think it's like an insult. You know, you could call someone a head-ass. Okay, well you're being a head-ass right now by trying to like correct me. There we go. There we go. That's the first time you've used it correctly. All right. Well, that insult was very head-ass. Eh, you're losing it. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll get back to that. Yeah. So the one and done's. Uh, final take on that I fucking hate it I think it's stupid uh, I'm cool with it I'm cool with the way they got it right now Nah, fuck that alright um, moving on we were talking about coaches last episode we talked about like the top five coaches that we'd want to interview on this podcast and we talked about Tom Herman obviously because I would beat his ass uh, Mike Leach uh, Larry K- what what was his name Karras Larry Karras from Mount Union, the most winningest uh, football coach of all time. Absolutely. In terms legend. of percentage. In terms of percentage. Um, did you have anybody else you want to add to that top five list? Yep, Th- I did. Three. Who, yeah, who do you got? I think we also mentioned Cliff Kingsbury. Did we? From Texas okay. Tech, yeah. Um, okay. I think that'd that, be, that would be pretty a really cool good one. sit down. I feel like he'd be a, a very nice fellow. <laughs> uh, Skip Holtz. I'd love okay. to pick his brain and okay. figure out what grown up under Lou Holtz would be like, and also if you can understand him. Yeah. Period. That's a good point. Well, well, I don't get Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Tommy Tuberville. Okay. That would be another fun one. Yeah, the story of him walking out on uh, Texas Tech, that recruiting visit where he just walked out in the middle of the in the middle of the dinner Wait, with what? the recruit. Yeah, um, from Texas Tech to Cincinnati, when he received that job offer for Cincinnati. Oh shit, that's right, that's right. He was yeah. in the middle of that recruiting okay, visit with the yeah, player, yeah, yeah. and that's, he just got up and left. That that's I mean yeah, that is very interesting. I'd love and to I mean hear that's that. that's like the least of what I would want to ask him about. There's just so many great <laughs> Tuberville stories. Okay, I was thinking. Um, Bo Pelini would be good. Mm-hmm. He seems like a really interesting, uh, fun guy. Bo Pelini's that—he's uh, a Youngstown guy. Yep. Yep. So I mean, he's got that hard-nosed mentality. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talk about Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, me and you have driven through Youngstown, Ohio. It's just beautiful, beautiful country. Um, lot, no sarcasm. Lot of uh, t- trees in Young- mm-hmm. Youngstown. Um, yeah, that's what they're known for. Yeah, they, they have a lot of road signs that say exit here for Youngstown. That's Yeah, there's like some pavement and stuff. Yeah. Um, if you ever are driving between Cleveland, Ohio and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, you better bet your ass you're going to stop at Youngstown at a gas station. And to fill up on some gas. And then keep going. So, yeah, that would be fun to talk about. Uh, Lane Kiffin, he'd be fun to talk to. Um, just... Because I hope that he's like as weird as his Twitter makes it appear. Also, you know, want to ask about his wife or ex-wife. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, talk to him about USC. Maybe that'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure he's full of stories. Yeah, I got on, a few others. On the oh, do you go? Yeah, yeah, I got two more. Okay. Jim McElwain from Florida. Uh, mainly just to figure out if you can confirm that that uh that shark picture was him or not. What shark picture? The picture with the the naked guy humping the shark what? on the boat. Explain this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look this up. Just look up Jim McElwain shark, and it should show up many results. It's just a picture of this guy on this fishing boat out in the middle of the ocean, and he's like hugging or humping a, a shark. He's you know butt naked, and it's kind of from a distance. It may be like twenty feet away. But it looks eerily similar to oh, Jim McElwain. I'm looking at it right now. So much, so much so that he actually had to come out and say that it wasn't him. What? The that's, fact that he acknowledged it, you know. That's him. Also, why is he? Why is he naked? Why? <laughs> the, we, there's so many other questions. <laughs> that's the weirdest situation. I'm looking at his bare ass right now, on top of a dead shark, and he's just yeah. like enjoying it. It's not even. It's not even sexual, really. Actually, is it, is it a shark or is it swordfish? I forgot. It's a shark, but okay. it's huge, too. I mean, congratulations if he caught that. <laughs> but it's not even, like, sexual. It's more just, like, a beautiful, like, painting of him, like, happily laying on a shark naked. Uh, yeah. If you've ever seen the Seinfeld episode where Kramer takes the photo of George, like, naked on the couch, 
Mm-hmm. If, if anybody's ever seen that episode, that's eerily what this looks like. And I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta do a tweet or something with that, um, because that's exactly what it looks like. It's not even sexual. It's just like beautiful. He's just yeah. He was like sixteen beers deep. He just thought it was a great idea. Yeah, he's like, um, hey, I the clothes take came a, off. Yeah, I want to take a photo with the shark. And the captain's like, well, of course you do. That's an amazing shark, sir. Congratulations. He's like, yeah, but I'm gonna take my clothes off when I do it. And then the captain's like. Well, of course you are. The way I picture it, it didn't he didn't even say it. He just started taking them off. Oh, uh, just started. He just started taking all of his clothes off, and and there's like no surprise from the captain's face. He's like, okay, yeah, like I understand that. Right. Yeah, I get that. I get that a lot. I'm a you know I'm a captain out here in Florida. Also, the way I envisioned this podcast interview with Jim McElwain going, yeah, is there's no way he would admit to it uh, if he knew that he was being podcast. So it would kind of be like an undercover type thing. Okay. Yeah, we could be like, hey man, have you ever seen that episode of Seinfeld? where George has to take photos on Kramer's couch and they, you know, they get spread around and people see it, but he didn't mean for people to see it and ask him if he's seen it. And he'll be like, yeah, I love that episode. It's my favorite one. Boom. Mm-hmm. Boom. Busted. Favorite one. And then you. last, last yeah. coach I got Bill Snyder. Just, he's a, just a legend. Been coaching at Kansas state for so yeah, long. That's true. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how entertainment of, a, of an interview would be, but, uh, I just couldn't pass up an opportunity to put him on the list. Okay. That's fair. Speaking of coaches, uh, did you? I know you played football in high school. Did you have any like coaches that you remember for anything in particular? Because we're talking about like weird coaches. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, a number of coaches kind of stick out, but the one that I'm sure everybody knows if you played football in Texas at all from yeah, so if, 1985. If you, laid, if you ever got late in high school, if you were cool, if you played high school Texas in football from 1985 until today, or even let's stretch it out in Oklahoma too. Then I'm sure you know the legend of Coach Ed Ruby. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was our he was our freshman offensive line coach, standing at a stature of about five foot four, you know, hundred pounds, but about sixty five years old. Uh, every coach had emphasized, you know, aggressive physical hands, the punch. Right. Uh, but Coach Ruby's thing was rattlesnake hands. <laughs> Whoa! And so so he so he knew about me then. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And so that was just like a really effective way of creating some kind of visual. What is a they, rattlesnake hand? Can you please explain that? Well, just imagine a rattlesnake coming at you and and, uh, and biting you. Yeah. And just so now picture how fast that twitch was. Oh. Now do that with your hands. Oh. But does that mean your wrist has to be like cocked out like like a snake? Or yep. are you just okay. Okay. Hmm. Yep. So he didn't like teach us much on form or anything but that was just his thing you know okay, okay. rattlesnake hands um, his, but he i mean he played a crucial role in our varsity team because he was he was the guy that would tell us to back up on the sideline oh you know, like that's if true, a big play happened be, and and yeah. we were like getting You're too excited close, mm-hmm. that was his role um so i mean out of like the five wins we got senior year he probably counted for one or two of those well we should get him on this podcast and just ask if he maybe he stole that uh, rattlesnake hands from me yeah, I'd love to get him on here and catch up a little bit. Okay, we'll look into that. Um, I had a coach, as everybody knows, I was a stud in high school. I was a high school wrestler. Uh, if we get my coach on, he could probably validate that, but he probably is too busy to come on the talk. Uh, coach Muck from Georgetown High School, and uh, he was great. He was like the quintessential coach. He uh, actually, he honestly did not believe in stretching. He thought stretching was like a myth. 
and he told us this. Like, no yeah, there's a number of studies that that actually proved this. Okay, so he's one of those believers. Um, before or after, we were not. He said, if you want to stretch, you can do that, but on your own free time while you're here with me, we don't stretch. Stretching doesn't help you. It actually like, <laughs> and so we would lift, uh, go to the gym and lift, and without stretching. Yeah, without stretching before or after, and we'd want to kind of stretch out a little after, you know, so you're. You don't get all swollen and tense. And he's like, no, that makes you weaker. You want that swollen and tense because that actually builds your muscle. So your muscles are actually growing when you feel. So he sounds you, like he's onto something. Yeah. So when you stretch, it's like releasing all that. But he's like, no, you want that in there because that's what makes your muscles big. You want that in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, he didn't he didn't want us to stretch. Uh, he constantly was calling us fat, but like he wasn't legally allowed to do that. So he'd ask like what we had to eat earlier that day and like. If, if we're eating more lately, you know, just like really trying to say like, Hey man, you look fat. You need to cut weight. He constantly, passive aggressive. he constantly wanted you to cut weight. I, I remember he brought his like really young son into practice. I guess he was sick and the mom was out. I don't know, but his son came into practice and we're all, you know, working our ass off and his son just in the middle of practice goes, dad, why do these kids think they're wrestlers? And he turns to his son and says, I don't know, son. I don't know. So. (laughs) He definitely didn't just go whisper into his son's ear right before that and say, hey, say this. Exactly. He was the type of guy that, like, he would have went home and been like, what can I do to motivate these guys more? Like, that's all he cares about. Yeah, he loved Metallica. He would constantly blare Metallica while we were wrestling. Um, People would suggest other music and. He would pretty much just make fun of them for liking whatever music that was. And just he'd be like, like, all right, yeah, and then just walk over to his phone and then play the next Metallica song. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, Kid Cudi, I love that guy. And then he would put on, like, Enter the Sandman for the 45th time. <laughs> Enter the Sandman, that's a classic. It is. We should do an all-time uh, locker room or slash weight room playlist. Okay, Enter the Sandman. There you go. We're, we'll, we'll, get, we'll do that in the next one, and we're going to start now with number one, Enter the Sandman. That's, yeah, jumping off point. So the next topic I wanted to discuss is a big one for me. It's become very personal. I've been spending a lot of time doing research and uh, really educating myself in something for once. And uh, this is The Bear Files. So doing a little more research, I've discovered, I said on the last podcast, I wanted to look more into Bear's doctor, William Hill. Um, because I, I just wasn't sure, you know, he said he was healthy one day, next day he's dead. Who is this guy? So I actually discovered like his whole autobiography, essentially. Um, he grew up outside Tuscaloosa in Alabama. He did his undergrad studies at Alabama and went to medical school, medical school at Alabama and then opened up his own practice in Tuscaloosa. So at this point, I think I'm willing to cross off Dr. Hill off my list. Um... He seems like a lifelong Bama fan, and anyone that's a lifelong Bama fan uh, would not sell out to an Auburn fan, no matter what. So he's off my list now. So now I can, you know, officially trust Dr. Hill. I did some more research. In 1977, Bear suffered a cardiac episode, which led to him uh, going to a rehab facility for drinking. But then he, like, relapsed, like, like, a month after and started drinking again pretty heavily. Uh, and then in 1980, he suffered a mild stroke. And then in like, by 1981, he was just on a shit ton of medicine. And then how did you find all this medical history out? Oh, cause, because I told you I'm doing research. I mean, I'm diving into this thing. Like, 
like SVU. Like this isn't a joke for me. So 1983, he passes away by a heart attack. And Dr. Hill said that he was amazed that he was able to coach for those last five years, including coaching his team to two more national championships within those five years, because he was like, dude, he was pretty much like dead. Like, because even after all this stuff, he was still like heavily drinking and wasn't giving up his alcoholism. So obviously we've concluded that Dr. Hill is a reliable source now. Um, and we can conclude that even though he had like obvious problems with drinking, which led to medical issues, he continued to drink. So now, based on this information, I wanted to do a little bit more research. Hopefully, I can have some more stuff in the next episode because I want to know um, who Bear was drinking with or where he was drinking those last five years. Ah, so maybe someone pushed him to keep drinking. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There was like maybe there was some Auburn fan that was like undercover in Tuscaloosa that like, you know, gained his way like a secret agent for like Russia. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready like access to bear as a friend or who he thought was a friend but really was an auburn fan the whole time and was like you know bear gets out of rehab and he's like you know i just really need i'm bad health i need to get my life back together and then this guy's like don't be a pussy dude don't be a pussy and Mm. i coming from a guy that drinks if somebody said that to me after i got out of rehab i'd be like i'm not a pussy what's up and i'd shotgun a beer with him right then and like beat his ass that's just what men do Right. And then I'd like shotgun the beer and then throw it on the ground and be like, you're the pussy, bro. And then keep drinking. So And then don't pick up that beer because well, <laughs> no. men also litter. Right. Littering's cool. Just it's cool shotgunning beers. So I'm assuming that's the type of situation that went down with Bear. And I'd just like to know who, who was pushing him. Somebody's pushing him. I want to know who. So I'm curious to see how you're going to figure this out. Yep. I know. I'm Not- already pretty impressed that you figure out the medical history. Maybe that was public record. I don't know. Yeah, but definitely, I'd be pretty impressed to figure out who he's drinking with. Hmm. I'm gonna look into it. There's gotta be some more there, so we'll get back to that in the next one. That's what I got. Just wanted to update everybody. It's still going. Don't mm-hmm. give and like up I, on and me. like I said previously, I'm keeping my distance on this one. I've got too much life to live. Um, yeah, you seem pretty invested, so I'll just let you take reins. Well, I just you know I, I've been continuously doing research, and I just want to mention. That the last time we recorded a podcast, we were at three followers on Twitter. Now we're at 43. So there's a chance there's more Auburn fans following me, like, ready to end this thing. Uh-huh. So. Getting a little too close. Uh, yeah. I think I think they're starting to, to, like, uh-oh. He's onto something here. Because a little they too close to that Auburn son. They weren't worried about me, like, 
suspecting Dr. Hill because they're like, oh, he's way off. So they only have three guys watching me. Now that I'm on past that and onto who he's drinking with, 43, you know, they're now they're like, uh-oh. Yeah, just keep monitoring that, that follower count. I don't think there's um, more than 43 people in Auburn that have a Twitter account. So Maybe we could get some kind of unpaid intern, uh, emphasis on the unpaid, mm. and kind of just comb through the list of followers, figure okay. out their bios, see if they're anything fishy. Okay, and then maybe that'll actually lead to something else. Yeah, so any like... question like somebody he finds on Twitter, and then that guy's like, okay, okay, I'll tell you. It was, you know, it was my, it was my grandfather though, and he was drinking, you know, something. Yeah. So any, um, like PhD students in, I guess like computer engineering mm-hmm. that would like to be an unpaid intern for us or maybe have some like actual real world experience, um, you know, just send an application our way. Yep. Email us an application. We'd be, we'd be uh, glad to consider. Or just DM us the application on Twitter. Yeah. That's actually probably better. DM us an application on Twitter and, uh, we'll review it and get back to you. Yeah, just slide into the Chairgating DMs. If you want experience, come work for Chairgating. So you were talking to me earlier about college football win totals from like a Vegas bookie. What do you got on this? Yeah, this is from South Point, uh, South Point Sportbook. South Point, uh, got it. <laughs> they just put out their pretty early win totals. Um, I guess just a few that stand out. Clemson, the, the reigning champions, down to 9.5. Okay. So, obviously expecting a little bit of a drop-off. Um, Louisville with Lamar Jackson come back, not still at, also at 9.5. Yeah. Um, I might go over on that one, just cause, strictly just because quarterback play. Okay. Um, I don't know enough about the team to know if they've lost a ton of other talent. But, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be at least one 10-win ACC team, you know. Yeah, yeah, there usually is. That's how the ACC yeah. is. So, so I guess you just pick Louisville, Florida State, or Clemson. Yeah, you know? that's true. Pick, just a pick one of those at that point. Um, also relevant to this topic or this podcast, Miami's at nine. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, looking also at the ACC, NC State just at the classic six and a half. Nice. There you go. <laughs> just All perennial right. six and a half. What's uh, what's U of H at? What, what's my alma mater at? All right, so let's go down to U of H, eight and a half. Okay. I'm going to go hit that under pretty hard. Mm. Okay. <laughs> also, in the American Conference, just something that kind of sticks out, ECU, two and a half. What happened there? What do you mean? I mean, I feel like they're going to win three games, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. They should. I don't yeah. know enough about the program, but three wins. I mean, come on. That's a good point. I bet they win at least five. Like They're going to win I mean, at least five. Yeah, so two and a half just seems a little fishy to me. Well, who are they playing? You know, if, the, if they're playing, like, out-of-conference schools that are, like, really good, maybe that's one of the things. Yeah, I guess that's just – if I'm going to put a bet on that, I'm obviously going to look at their schedule. Yeah. The, see I mean, I the, conf- the conference is good. That's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying for a while. Big 12, <laughs> AC, so AAC. the top team in the, in the AAC is your South Florida Bulls. I told you, they're really good. They actually you wanna, are good. You want to put a guess on, on their win total? Uh, ten. Yep, exactly. Boom. I don't even have that shit up. I looked up Southbourne and it wasn't uh, win totals at all. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're they're a good team. Honestly, they're probably going to win the conference, which is hard for me to say, but uh, they have a really good team returning from last year, which they already were a really good team, and now they have Charlie Strong. So you've got faith in the, in the strong train. Um, 
Yes. Now that now that like he probably hates UT like I do. Yeah, I'm on his side again. All right, and then um another if you really want some easy money, okay. uh, Purdue two and a half just go under. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's, that's the easiest <laughs> bet you'll ever make. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, okay, that's true. I agree with that. One. <laughs> uh, Big Twelve. This is before uh, Bob Stoops was out. I don't know how much effect that's going to have. Oklahoma at 10. Um, okay. I guess yeah. some other key ones. Baylor at 8. Okay. Uh, TCU. Seems a little, TCU's at 8 as well. Okay. TCU's a good team. I like TCU. I feel like TCU's going to have more wins than Baylor. I think so too. I definitely If not, so. just for like the whole situation that well, Baylor's facing right now. Right. They have a whole new coach, and the situation they're in, I mean, I don't see them being that great. Granted, the Big 12 sucks. So, you know what? They could win a shit ton of games because they're playing shitty other teams. Yeah, Texas, seven and a half with the new coach. Yeah, I think Texas is either gonna just be dog shit or really good with Yeah, I think seven and a half's pretty pretty good. Mm, no. Um, that's pretty that's pretty hard to I, like I'm just saying I, I wouldn't touch that. I have no clue. No, I'm saying uh they're either gonna win nine or they're gonna win like four or five. Exactly. There's just so much variability, you have no clue. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think I think honestly this year they're gonna do terrible. Their team right now is awful. Really? Yeah, their uh their recruits that they're getting now are awesome. They have a great recruiting class right now, but their uh, Tom Herman's recruiting class last year was one of the worst in UT history. Hmm. Yeah, and he actually when he left U of H, I'm not salty. Uh, when he left U of H, he promised that he wouldn't talk to any of the recruits that he had committed to U of H. He said, you know, like, no, I got them for U of H. I'm not going to talk to him. And then he realized he wasn't getting shit at UT and tried to poach every single kid that he recruited from U of H. And he got a few of them. Classic. Not, not salty. Um, Back to, out, out to your favorite conference. Yeah. The, uh, the wait, what? Washington Huskies. Oh, this article must be wrong or something. Um, well, what's it? What's it saying? It says Washington twice, but I think the second one's actually Washington State. Oh, yeah. Because um, I was going to say Washington was at seven, but well, I think that's supposed to be Washington next State. Because that would solve that. No, but up up top it says Washington Huskies. Uh, the bottom okay. one just says Washington, so I'm assuming that's State. Right, okay. Yeah, USC's at 10, Washington at 10, Stanford 9. Kind of just pretty boring the rest of it. What do you think the SEC? Um, oh. You think you could name the top five schools in terms of win total? And yes. I'll give you the easy one that Ole Miss is not – not what? no way um yeah alabama easy one. yeah easy one lsu lsu is number four number four yeah oh shit um oh because of the coaching change uh mm-hmm. florida florida's five okay so you got two and three left a&m a&m is seven at ooh, seven and a half ooh, wins ooh. okay uh hold on i'm gonna bring it back you got one west and one east. One, you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Kentucky. <laughs> no, that's. I mean, that's not a terrible pick, but no. No. Okay, just tell me then. Auburn at nine, and Georgia at nine. That's right. People are talking about Auburn again. Okay. Yeah, because Jarrett Stidham. That's that new quarterback they got from Baylor. I, I yeah, I was initially actually gonna say, um, not Auburn but Georgia. But I was like, nah. I, I was. That's why I was like going for that long shot of Kentucky over. Uh, Georgia, but of course they're gonna give it to Georgia. Like, come on. They usually just give them the benefit of the doubt. Exactly, and a and team like Kentucky, they don't want to like risk. So, yeah, Georgia was 
Um, George was real good last year. I'm not going to say real good, but it seems like if once they get that quarterback's uh, situation figured out, once um, that freshman from last year, if he can have a step up at all this year, um, they've got so much talent around him that that's kind of like the missing piece. And that dude was, I think, the number two quarterback coming out of high school. Uh, so I guess this is this nine is just assuming that he's going to be some kind of stud this year. Okay. And then Auburn, yeah, they got Jarrett Stidham, who was the number one quarterback two or three years ago. He transferred from Baylor after this whole situation went down. And then similar to Georgia, they just had so much talent. It's like most SEC schools will just have talent all over the field, but for some reason they just can't figure out the quarterback. Right. Um, and yeah, that's, so that's what – they just assume that Auburn and Georgia figured that out. Yeah. They just – oh, they they have a good quarterback and they're in the SEC? Okay. They're going to win. Yeah. That's like the two ingredients you yeah. need. Speaking of that, I have this list by Reddit College Football. Great, great site. They have teams with at least 10 total players taken in the NFL, MLB, and NBA draft of this year. Oh, wow. Let me hear it. Wait, um, this, wait don't, don't say anything. I want to – so this is this year's drafts. Yep. Wait, so it's it's a combination or what? Yeah, um, it's a combination like of NFL, MLB, and NBA with uh, teams with at least 10 total. Okay, but you could have 10 in the NFL and then zero in both, right? Yeah, it, it breaks it down, too. It says how many okay. in each. And how total. many schools are there before I start guessing? Uh, I mean, there's a shit ton. I'll tell you Ole Miss is not in it. That's interesting. But I will tell you another school you go to is. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. Yeah, NC State. Pretty... Is it is it is it ranked in order of how many players? It's ranked in order of, yeah, total players, and then it'll break down. Like can I get, can I try and see if I can guess some of the top ones? Yeah, and there's a few ties, so I guess a few. But yeah, go. You're not gonna guess. What's the one. What's the number at the at the top? Twenty three total. Twenty three total. You're not gonna guess. I mean, it. my guesses would be Florida, Florida State. Okay, um, Florida those... and Florida State are like two and three, but they're like tied with a bunch of other schools. Um, Florida has sixteen total. Florida State has fifteen total. So. Just trying to think of uh, schools that are so versatile. Um, All right, I'm just like gonna Texas. go ahead and tell you uh, the number one because you're not gonna get it. I don't, it. I don't think you will. Michigan at 23. Um, 11 yeah. NFL, 11 MLB, and one NBA. 11 MLB. Right? That's what I was that like. Really holy shit! Me. What? That's a huge number. Yeah, UT had 13, so they're pretty high on the list. One NFL, which I fucking love. Uh, one NBA, which is hilarious, but eleven MLB. Yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't shock me. You know what really pisses me off is Miami's on this fucking list, and they're tied with Alabama. <laughs> What's their number? Shit, man! This is gonna be another one of the shame things that I say. Shame. That like tomorrow they're gonna come out and be like Miami's the greatest program of all of history. Uh, what's uh, what's their number? They have twelve total. Um, so just mm. one less than UT. And they had nine in the NFL, two in the MLB, and one in the NBA. So they had fucking nine. God damn it. Was I just wrong on that? Like, <laughs> All right. Jesus. Before, without going into like detail of all the breakdowns, just name the top five. Okay. Also, I just wanted to say NC State was tied with Alabama and Miami for 12 total. Yeah. Um, I guess that makes sense. And then U of H was right underneath that tied with Louisville, Tennessee, and A&M with 11. So Houston going as hard as Louisville, Tennessee, and A&M, as everybody knows. We had three NFL, seven MLB, and one NBA. So suck it, 
the rest of Texas. Y'all y- y- had one NBA draft pick? Yep. Who? Nah, I don't fucking know. But I remember seeing tweets about <laughs> it. I, I don't care. Yeah, we sucked. We didn't even make the tournament. I don't care when you're not when you don't make the tournament. We actually we didn't suck. I shouldn't say that. Sorry. We did not suck. We were a really good team this year. Didn't make the tournament. Uh, so anyway, top five, Michigan at 23, Clemson at 16, Florida at 16, LSU at 16, and Florida State at 15. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. So yeah, that was a pretty interesting little thing I saw. I got that tweeted by a friend. Leave it up to Reddit. Reddit always pulls that kind of stuff. Oh my god, I love it. It's the best. Just random like stats that really don't mean anything, but they mean everything. Yeah, they mean everything, but they mean nothing. Yeah, I love it. So, I guess that's it. I want to finish this up with rumors, because we're full of rumors. So, this is rumor season. Look at all these rumors surrounding me every day. I just need some time, some time to get away from, from all these rumors. I can't take it no more. Do you have any that you wanted to start with? No, I'm curious to hear yours, though. Okay, cool. So, California has a travel ban to Texas, if mm-hmm. no one's aware. Uh, among other states, too. Really? Yeah, I think Texas is just part of it. I think uh, Kansas, South Dakota, maybe. Fuck, dude. People from California can't go to Kansas or South Dakota? Uh, publicly funded employees, state employees, yeah. Oh, my I think God. so. Uh, this is just complete guess, but I want to say there was, like, four other states included. I think North Carolina was already included. Oh, my God. So, like, these states don't get those, like, douchey people from California that go to these other states and act, tell them why California's better? Those people can't deal with that anymore? Yeah, so oh. the way you just explain that, you could probably just remove California and put Texas in there. And I think a lot of people <laughs> would believe would agree that. agree with both. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, the same and opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're same in, in, that, in that regard, but different like, in so many others. like california people were like hey bro have you heard in and out it's fucking hella dank and then <laughs> and texas then, people are like hey dude have you tried whataburger it's the best thing ever they stay open 24 hours yeah well whataburger is the best it actually is and honestly i live next to an in and out and uh one of my girlfriend's friends the one that uh told me to say uh, head ass uh i took her over there because she never had in and out and she's like oh my god i've always wanted to try it and we literally just walked next door because in and outs all in Austin now. And she was like, wow, this like head ass is way overhyped head ass. So I don't think she used it in that context. Nah, but it was something like that. It was like this dead ass head ass overhyped, uh, stay woke. Hashtag. Dead head ass. Yeah. Uh, it was something like that, but essentially what I could understand, like what I could translate from what she was actually trying to say was that it was overhyped. Because everybody in California, like on YouTube and Snapchat and shit, are like, oh my god, in and out bro. It's hella dank. And she tried it and she was like, what is this? Like, honestly, Whataburger is better than this. And it's true. Whataburger is better. Yeah. Yeah. in and out I do like their burgers. Their fries are just... It's so bad. It's unbearable. And even their burgers are just kind of basic. Anyway, we're, we, got off, we got off topic. Uh, my rumor was the California travel ban to Texas is actually just a way for them to not have to play Texas schools anymore because it's all state funded. So, Austin, is it a rumor or a conspiracy? This is a, this is a rumor. This is a rumor. I'm starting. It's a rumor that like the reason for it was so they wouldn't have to play Texas schools anymore. And um, Austinites claim that they rejoice because they're just annoyed of the Cali transplants there, but in actuality they're just happy that 
like UT doesn't have to lose to Cali teams anymore, like UCLA. And yeah, like no, I, UT's I, play, I, UT's uh, set to play San Jose State this year, and that's fucking embarrassing if you lose to San Jose State. So I think like UT or like Greg Abbott will come out and be like, you know what, we're not gonna let anybody from California in here either, to try to like stop them from being embarrassed by San Jose State. <laughs> Is San Jose State? I'm assuming traveling to Austin. Uh, yes, I believe so. Yes. Um, so I think it's like a mutual thing. Like both are kind of like, they don't want to lose to each other. So they're just acting like it's like political, but really they're like, fuck, we can't, we can't lose to each other. So, so you're just, saying college athletics is actually running the, uh, well, yeah, 100 state governments. I don't know much about California, but in Texas, it actually does. I know we joke, but like, I, no, that actually I know happens. Louisiana, that definitely does. Yeah, so there's certain states where it really does, and like California might. Who knows? All, all those people that are making those decisions probably went to a college in California and probably like was in a fraternity and got drunk at football games. So, just saying, like they they're probably cheering for Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's true. Even though I don't, he's not the he's not the governor anymore. I don't think. But he's probably still got some influence. Yeah, he definitely got pull, and he did his uh commencement speech at university of houston and probably saw all the new facilities that we were putting up and was like holy shit even that sounds like a rumor right there even their middle tier okay so that's gonna be the rumor arnold schwarzenegger came to university of houston to do his commencement speech and allegedly saw the new facilities for the athletic department and was scared so wanted to push a travel ban to texas yeah, so that sounds like a little bit over 140 characters. I could probably limit this to mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger intimidated by UH facilities, comma, um, pushed for travel ban. Comma, reason for Texas travel ban, question mark? Hashtag stay woke? Well, that's probably over 140 characters, too. Uh, um, that's pretty close. It'll take a little bit of crafting. I think, but I think we got something good there. I think it's too perfect not to uh, not to try to dive into also, yeah, it just seems um, like it was such a weird timing, you know, right after uh, it was like perfect amount of time between when he came for commencement and, and when it took place and just the perfect amount of time before football season starts. So yep, it's like right between both. It just it works. And like college sports really isn't going on. It, college sports are literally dead right now because the World Series is over. So it's like perfect. They're like, what are you talking about? How does this have to do with college sports? We're not even talking about college sports yet. Don't worry about that. We're talking about politics. It's all, uh, it's all about well, we're, we're talking about college sports. Yeah, we are, but other people aren't. We're we're like white knights in this right now. We're bringing this to the forefront so people can hear it and better understand. Mm-hmm. I had another rumor. Uh, I don't know if you keep up with this, but Tim Tebow was promoted to advanced single A in the minor leagues. Yep. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, people are freaking out. I think a good rumor is now that he's proven he is an accomplished professional baseball player, which clearly he has, he will get an offer soon. For Florida, his alma mater, to be a batting coach. You think he'd take that? Yes. Yeah, because I think I think he'll do both because he's incredible. Yeah, he's. I mean, I don't think he sleeps. No, I think honestly he'll be able to pull off both, and he loves Florida. He wants to give back, so I think it's a good move. They just won the national championship. Get that name recognition behind the program right now. I think it's good. It's good for them. I'm glad that they're doing this. Yeah, I mean, if anything says accomplished. Like Tim Tebow, it's batting 220 in yep. low A with, get this, 69 strikeouts. Oh, my God. Uh, How? How is that possible? <laughs> um, it's perfect. 
You know, he's fielding eight seventy nine. I mean, these numbers just speak for themselves. I would buy a jersey. Yeah, three home runs. That's the big number. Only two hundred forty four plate appearances too. Okay, so batting batting coach. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think fielding coach, pitching coach. I I mean, he could probably do anything. He probably could. He probably could. But you don't want to push him too much, you know. Throwing coach but, though too. I mean, you know, he, he did throw yeah, an arm. a ball. Yeah. He's always had that natural uh, pitching arm too. Like that was his knock coming into the draft was he did he went down too much in his throw. Mm. He didn't just have that like straight over the top quarterback throw. Uh, he kind of was just born into that baseball throw. Okay. Um. So yeah. that's. Yeah, he could probably just teach that. Okay, all right. Well, this was a great uh, third episode. We just ended the trilogy. We're going to have to start with the uh, the prequels. Uh, so we'll go back and say everything we said now, but uh, four years earlier. So we'll talk mm-hmm. about stuff from four years ago. Interesting. Yep, uh, that's definitely going to happen. So stay tuned for that. That'll be interesting to hear. That'll take a lot of research. Yeah, well, we're you know we're following the genius George Lucas here. And he pulled it off, and it succeeded. So we're gonna we're gonna do the same thing. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. All right. All right, Jay. Thanks for coming on again. Thanks and, for having uh, me, Snake. Yeah, that's it. See you. Yeah, Spider Man and Freeze in full effect. Uh-huh. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Snake. Are you? Oh yeah. Take it down. Girl, I must warn you I sense something strange in my mind Yo, situation is Let's cure it cause we're running out of time Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.